0: Chapter Twenty Four of the Death Shot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Bosk. The Death Shot by Captain Mayne Reed Chapter Twenty Four. The Coon Hunter, Conscience Stricken. On the night preceding Richard Dark's arrest, another man, not many rods distant, lies awake, or at least loses more than half his customary measure of sleep. This is the coon-hunter. In his case the disturbing cause is conscience, though his crime is comparatively a light one, and should scarce rob him of his rest. It would not, were he a hardened sinner, but Blue Bill is the very reverse, and though at times cruel to Cooney, he is, in the main, merciful, his breast overflowing with the milk of human kindness. On the night succeeding his spoilt coon chase, he had slept sound enough, his mind being unburdened by the confession to Phoebe. Besides, he had then no certain knowledge that a murder had been committed or of anyone being even killed. He only knew there were shots and angry words resembling a fight between two men: one his young master, the other as he supposed, Charles Clancy. True, the former, rushing past in such headlong pace, seemed to prove that the affair had a tragical termination. But of this he, Blue Bill, could only have conjecture, and hoping that the denouement might not be so bad as at first deemed, neither was he so alarmed as to let it interfere with his night's slumbers. In the morning, when, as usual, hoe in hand, he goes abroad to his day's work, no one would suspect him of being the depository of a secret so momentous he was always noted as the gayest of the working gang his laugh the loudest longest and merriest carried across the plantation fields and on this particular day it rings with its wonted cheerfulness only during the earlier hours when at midday a report reaches the place where the slaves are at work that a man has been murdered this charles clancy the coon hunter in common with the rest of the gang throws down his hoe, all uniting in a cry of sympathetic sorrow. For all of them know young Master Clancy, respecting, many of them loving him. He has been accustomed to meet them with pleasant looks, and accost them in kindly words. The tidings produce a painful impression upon them, and from that moment, though their task has to be continued, there is no more cheerfulness in the cotton-field. Even their conversation is hushed or carried on in a subdued tone, the hose being alone heard, as their steel blades clink against an occasional donick. But while his fellow laborers are silent through sorrow, Blue Bill is speechless from another and different cause. They only hear that young Master Clancy has been killed, murdered, as the report says, while he knows how, when, where, and by whom. The knowledge gives him double uneasiness for while sorrowing as much, perhaps more than any, for Charles Clancy's death, he has fears for his own life, with good reasons for having them. If by any sinister chance Master Dick should get acquainted with the fact of his having been witness to that rapid retreat among the trees, he, Blue Bill, would be speedily put where his tongue could never give testimony. In full consciousness of his danger, he determines not to commit himself by any voluntary avowal of what he has seen and heard. But to bury the secret in his own breast as also insist on its being so interred within the bosom of his better half this day phoebe is not in the field along with the working gang which causes him some anxiety the coon hunter can trust his wife's affections but is not so confident as to her prudence she may say something in the quarter to compromise him a word the slightest hint of what has happened may lead to his being questioned and confessed with torture if the truth be suspected no wonder that during the rest of the day blue bill wears an air of abstraction and hoes the tobacco plants with a careless hand often chopping off the leaves fortunately for him his fellow workers are not in a mood to observe these vagaries or make inquiry as to the cause he is rejoiced when the boom of the evening bell summons them back to the big house once more in the midst of his pickaninnies with phoebe by his side he imparts to her a renewed caution To Keep dark on that or serious subject. At supper the two talk over the events of the day, Phoebe being the narrator. She tells him of all that has happened, of the search and such incidents connected with it as have reached the plantation of the darks, how both the old and young master took part in it since having returned home. She adds of her own observation that Master Dick looked bare scared like, and whitened the cheeks as an old sheep. Das just the way he to look is the husband's response. After which they finish their frugal meal, and once more retire to rest. But on this second night, the terrible secret shared by them keeps both from sleeping. Neither gets so much as a wink. As morning dawns, they are startled by strange noises in the negro quarter. They are not the usual sounds consequent on the uprising of their fellow slaves, a chorus of voices and jest and jocund laughter on the contrary it is a din of serious tone with cries that tell of calamity when the coon hunter draws back his door and looks forth he sees there is commotion outside and is soon told its cause one of his fellow bondsmen coming forward says master dick i'm arrested by the sheriff Dave have took him for the murder of master Charles clancy the coon hunter rushes out and up to the big house he reaches it in time to see richard dark set upon a horse and conducted away from the place, with a man on each side guarding him. All know that he goes a prisoner. With a sense of relief, Blue Bill hastens back to his own domicile, where lie communicates what has happened to the wife anxiously waiting. Phoebe, gal, he adds in a congratulatory whisper, there ain't no longer so much reason for us to have fear. I see Sam Woodley among them men, and this nigger know that he'll give me his protection whatsoever I do. So I's just made up my mind to make a clean breast of the whole thing, and tell what I hear and see, besides deliverin' up both that letter and pitcher. What's your view of the matter? Peek plain, and don't be in no ways mealy mouthed about it. My views is then for the tellin' of the truth. Ole if dark may flog us till dar ain't a bit of skin left upon our bare backs. I'll take my share of the responsibility, and a full habit of noggin'. Yes, Bill, I'se willing to do that. But let the truth be told, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Then it shall be dead. Phoebe, use it, darlin'. Kiss me, old gal. If need be, we'll both die together. And the two black faces come in contact, as also their bosoms, both beating with a humanity that might shame whiter skins. End of chapter 24